Welcome to the Building Excellence Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Miles. The Building Excellence Podcast is all about sharing inspiring stories from some of the most successful athletes, coaches, business minds, and thought leaders to help you build excellence in your life, leadership, and legacy. We hope this show provides you with tremendous value. If you find the show impactful, please share with a friend and on social media, as well as subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. Thanks. Now let's get to the show and start building excellence in your life, leadership, and legacy. Everybody, welcome to the Building Excellence Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Chris Lofton, who's a professional basketball player, also a former Tennessee volunteer. Uh, Chris, thanks for being here. Man, thanks for having me. I'm excited about it. You know, uh, I apologize again for making it take so long for me to get on, but I'm glad it's finally here. Yeah, absolutely. No, no problem at all. Well, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of give us some context and some background into, into your life growing up and what that was like. Uh, just, um, you know, I came from a small town in Kentucky. It's called Maysville. Very small. Um, grew up, mom and dad, uh, you know, raised in the church, raised, uh, you know, worked for everything you want, um, discipline, and just... You know, I saw my mom and dad go to work every single day to provide for me. And, you know, that instilled in me, like, you know, the life I have to do. You know, I think that's where my work ethic comes from, from training and playing basketball. And I think that's why I continue to play, you know, for so long, just discipline and eating right, taking care of my body, working every day. And, you know, I think they, they taught me a lot about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you had a great example from them to kind of show you exactly. that work ethic and that diligence uh, that you applied in your life and still do that to this day, right? Yes. Did you grow up with any siblings or? No, nah, man, only child. Just yeah, you, all right, all right. Only child, but like I have a lot of cousins. I was with a lot, so they're like my brothers and sisters, I call them. Mm-hmm. So how did, you know, sports and basketball, how did that start coming into effect in your life and playing sports? Oh, just my mom and dad were big sports fans. You know, I remember as a kid going to, you know, high school games and seeing my older cousins play and I developed a passion for it. Like, you know, I, you know, I I wanted to be there. You know, I grew up, uh, Mason County Royals is the name of the high school I played at. And, you know, when you're in Maysville, small town, that was everything. Like, when Mason County played, you were at the games. Like, we had, I think, one of the biggest gyms in the state, if not the biggest. So, you know, every night we go, it'd be packed and, and as a kid, you know, you see that and you're like, I want to be there one day. I want to play on that course someday. And so I lived and breathed it. And, you know, eventually I got to play there. You know, I played basketball and football in high school. Um, but, you know, all through elementary up to middle school, I played, you know, soccer, baseball, had golf lessons. So I, I did about everything. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you could just, if you look back at your life uh, early on, before you even got to high school, are there any particular experiences that kind of shaped you? Before I got to high school? Yeah, before you got to high school. Oh, I think me going to, like, when I was in middle school, I remember going to um, 10th region tournaments. You know, they played at Mason County Gym and 10th region tournaments at high school where you win the 10th region tournament, you go to Rupp Arena and play for a Sweet 16, which is a state tournament. Yeah. I remember going to those games and, like, being, you know, the atmosphere was packed. You had to get there early, stay in the room. And it was just like, man, I got to be here one day. You know, it was just like, I have to be in this one day. I have to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, you know, going to that every year as a kid just, just intrigued me. Like, man, I got to, I got to work for this. I'm going, I'm going, this is going to be my moment. I'm going to be in here one time and, you know, I'm going to take advantage of it. And, you know, that really, 
really helped me just motivate myself to like, you know, do something that's never been done before in Mason County. Mm, yeah, that's great. Well, were there any particular players or people that were kind of role models or guys that you looked up to within basketball that kind of like you were trying to follow in terms of their work ethic and things like that? Yeah, when I was younger, I would say Sean Myrick, Timmy Myrick, um, I say Harry Lewis, Josh Graham, Marcus Lofton, um, Jordan Owens. I would say those those six guys, like I grew up watching. So mm-hmm. they're always like help me, I would say, like motivate me. Like I want to be where they were at, you know, sure. playing high school basketball. And, you know, they all want to play college basketball and football. So. You know, from a small town in Maysville, you know, you don't see that much. So to see Van was very special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, whenever you got into high school, was it automatically were you already, you know, the best guy on the team, you know, killing it? Or uh, or did it take a progression because uh, you had to get to a certain level? It took a progression. Um, you know, my freshman year, I started off playing. I played a couple, maybe one or two freshman games, and I started playing like JV and varsity. Then probably like December, I started strictly starting varsity. So you know, it took a time for me to work myself up. So you know, that freshman year was it was fun just being there. And you know, freshman year we got to the tenth region tournament, but we lost in the finals. So we were one game away from going to rub. So that oh, really? that hurt right there. You know? Okay, so that hurt. And you know, I remember after that game and that summer, like, and I can't let this happen again. So the next three years, we end up making it to rub arena. Like we won the 10th region. So we went to Riverina three years in a row. My junior year, we ended up winning the state, the whole state. Okay. Won the state tournament. And, you know, first time in school history. So that was fun, of course. That was the best oh, time. Yeah. Then my senior year, we went all the way to the finals and got beaten in the finals of the state, you know? So that kind of hurt, you know, yeah. like I could have had two rings. And, but, you know, I was, you know, it was a blessing there. God blessed me, you know, to get me to Riverina three years in a row to win the state championship. So it was it was a it was a it was a great high school career. Oh yeah, and for those that don't know, Kentucky basketball, high school basketball is big time. So that was that was a big deal for you to get there. But also, as you look back at your story, obviously you have great parents that kind of emulate work ethic and you know, raise you the right way. But also, you had some guys that you just mentioned that kind of allowed you to look ahead and see what they were doing, so you could take some of those principles and, and continue to do that, so that you would enable you to have success as well. But behind the scenes, like. What does that look like? Were you in the gym all the time? I've heard some stories where even when you're little, you're carrying a basketball around all the time. Um, so you had a passion for it, obviously. But, um, you know, having passion and putting that in with work ethic and having some self-discipline, are you naturally a self-disciplined person? I, yeah, man, it's just like, like I've always had that. Like, you know, my, my favorite players growing up, Kobe and Michael Jordan. So, you know, I, you know, I, I studied them and just – saw their work ethic and how they, you know, didn't do what the crowd did. You know, they they were mm-hmm. focused. They were getting their rest, eating right, sleeping, working out, training, taking care of their body. There. So I, I really paid attention to them and how they approached their game. Um, so I, I tried to block out the things that if it wasn't going to make me better, I don't need to do it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it was, you know, sometimes isolation, of course, but, you know, it's, this is what I love to do. Like, I'm 35 now. Lately, and I still love the grind like I do now, you know? So I'm yeah. just like, you know, I'm sure it'll change at some point, but, you know, it's, right now I still love the grind. So, it, you know, God's blessed me to be able to play for so long and 
you know, I know it, at time it's going to be time to hang it up and next part of my life. But, you know, for the moment, like he's, like I feel he's telling me to keep working out, keep training, and, and that's what I'm keep doing. Yeah, well, and I definitely want to dive into that stuff because, you know, basketball has been able to take you a lot of different places, a lot of great experiences. But in high school, you get to win a state championship, fall short, a little bit short your senior year. Talk about uh, your recruiting experiences because you're in Kentucky, weren't necessarily highly recruited by some of those teams in Kentucky, but you had Tennessee calling and how did, how did all that play out? And was there any maybe disappointment in not having as much interest as maybe you would have liked at that time? Yeah, for sure. You know, my senior year, it was it was it was tough because uh, I had some teams like schools pull offers pull the scholarship offers on me. You know. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, Louisville had offered me a scholarship when I was a sophomore, but I didn't commit, so they took it away my junior year. So, and then we got down to it my senior year. It was basically Georgetown College, the NAI school here in Kentucky, and uh, Arkansas State. It was those two schools. That's the only scholarship I had, and this is going into my you know, state tournament and all that. So it was like, it was, it was tough, you know, just for me knowing that like, I, I know I'm better than, you know, these schools, you know, me being from Kentucky, like Kentucky Louisville was the first option. No yeah. doubt, you know, yeah. Kentucky, you know, I, you know, my family's a big Louisville fan, but like it was something about Kentucky. You know, that's, you know, that's, that's where I wanted to go. Like every kid from Kentucky does. <laughs> we don't want to play in Riverina every night, you know? So, you know, for them not to offer me, it, it was, it was, it hurt. It was difficult, but, you know, I understood, like, you know, my mom and dad are big believers in, you know, their faith. And, and they told me, like, God has a plan. He's going to work everything out the way it's supposed to be. And, you know, I, I believe that. Even though I was nervous and scared, I still, you know, <laughs> believed him. And I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. So, but the thing is, Louisville pulled the scholarship. But then my senior year, they came back watching me play. They were coming to my games. And I'm just like, okay, are you going to offer me a scholarship? Because I'm <laughs> yeah. trying right now. Like, why are you coming to my games and not offering me? Like, what's going on? You know, so uh-huh. I, you know, they didn't offer me. So it was one of my state tournament senior year. So then afterwards, so the first round of state tournament, we played a team, and their coach played at Tennessee like in the '60s or '70s. You know, so I had a pretty good game, and he calls Tennessee right after the game was like, "I don't know if you got any scholarships left, but I got a kid that y'all want, right?" So. <laughs> It just so happened, just how God worked. It just so happened a player from Tennessee transferred. So they had a one scholarship open up. Oh, really? So, so the coach at the time was Buzz Peterson. He came to Maysville, saw me play, and I went on a visit probably that next week, offered me a scholarship on the spot. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, it was perfect. Yeah. But, then, but, but all along, my plan was, so Cincinnati was close to where I'm from. Mm-hmm. University of Cincinnati and Bob Huggins and the guy I mentioned, Sean Myrick, he's my cousin, but he played at Mason County in the 90s. He went to UC. Okay. So Bob Huggins was like, um, we want you to, but we don't have any scholarships right now at the moment. But at the time, he's like, the NCAA are going to pass a new rule where I'll have a one extra scholarship available if you just wait. But like, you know, so my plan was just commit to Tennessee and then sign with UC. Okay. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I know it's awful in it, but that's, <laughs> that's the plan, just to be close to home. I was going to sure. be close to home. Yeah. But at, see, it got down to signing day, Bailey, and Tennessee was the guarantee right here, right on the table. And Cincinnati's saying, we got you. We don't have this scholarship right now. If you wait, are we – and I, I couldn't take that chance. Like, <laughs> I couldn't. So, someone on the side with Tennessee wrote, 
then I tell you, baby, like three days later, you see Carlson's like, we got your scholarship now. I'm just like, oh, really? It was too late. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It was too late. But uh, like I said, God works the best, man. And it was the best thing that I could do for yeah. the Tennessee. Oh, yeah. As as everyone's about to find out, if they haven't already <laughs> followed your story, it all worked out pretty good. So, yeah, sure. <laughs> And those teams that, that weren't calling were definitely wishing they would have. So, But what a great story, too, because – you know, that's coming in your your senior year high school, you're in the state tournament and, and you don't have necessarily that spot that you want to go to. And, and it just so happens that you get a chance to play against another team. That guy had played at Tennessee. He calls, they have one scholarship available. So the timing in it, um, you know, you really can't describe how all those things work, but just trusting God and, and having faith that it'll all work out. And uh, doesn't mean you're nervous, doesn't mean you're uncertain about the future, exactly. right? But it all does work out if you truly trust and believe in that. So what a great story. You get to go to Tennessee. Now, with Tennessee, how were they at the time you committed with Coach Peterson? Because I think maybe your your freshman year you played with them and then they let him go maybe. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how were they? uh, Were they a pretty good team or at the time was like Kentucky and Louisville and maybe Cincinnati maybe a little bit better? What was that like? Yeah, they were definitely better. Tennessee was uh, struggling at the time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it was a struggle, but you know, I look at his opportunity playing the SEC. Oh yeah. You know, I get to I get to come back home playing rub. Playing rub. Play you know, I always think SEC is the best conference football and basketball. So <laughs> it was it was you know it was everything I could ask for. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what yeah, what a great experience of being able to talk through that. So you get to Tennessee your freshman year. What was that like? Was it a transition for you that was kind of difficult to go from high school to, to college, or was it something that was maybe a little bit seamless where it all worked out or it was pretty no. smooth, or what was that like? No, it definitely was tough. It was, it was tough, man. I didn't think I was going to make it, honestly. I was like, this is not for me, man. I just want to go home. I don't, you know, uh-huh. and, and, and what made matters worse, I got there my first day, I was feeling sick. Man, my stomach is killing me, and and, you know, my mom and dad were taking me to school to drop me off. And I'm just like, I can't sleep. My stomach is killing me. I don't know what's going on. And my dad thinks I'm just scared. He's like, oh, shut up. There's nothing wrong. You're just scared. Like, I'm like, no, something ain't right. So, this is not right. Yeah. We get, to, we get to campus. And I'm like, man, I tell the trainer. And I'm just like, so I end up going to the doctor. And I got to have appendix. My appendix taken out. Oh, yeah, really? First day, I, first day I get to campus, I'm in the hospital. I have to get an appendix taken out. <laughs> so for the first month and a half of school, I can't do any. I can't work out. I can't train. I can't do anything. So I'm just like going to class, sitting in the room, watching practice, and I'm just like going through it. Like, I'm ready to go home. I was coming home every weekend I could, and then it was just like, but, you know, and, you know, I, I think about, you know, God in the, in the Bible talks about how being patient, like patience, Lord. And, and that was key for me then, just being patient. And like, and right for me right now, that's what I'm dealing with now, just how it's being patient, you know? So mm-hmm. it was being patient and then I got ready and played. I had, had a solid senior, had a solid freshman year, started every game and we didn't do well as a team, but, you know, I played decent and it, it was fun to, you know, be able to play, you know, Division One basketball at SEC. Oh yeah, for sure. And and you know, going back to that story, you started off your freshman year right with the appendix. <laughs> That's a great way to start your, your freshman year. But uh, you know, talking about a little bit of a little bit of adversity there, a little bit of homesickness. You know, a lot of people deal with those things when you're stepping into something new. That's something that's a little bit uncomfortable. 
Um, you're getting ready to play big basketball, and then all of a sudden you have your appendix. So there's definitely adversity. There's definitely patience at times, which is super challenging to have patience, uh, especially oh, if yeah, especially if you're go getter and you're a hard worker, you're ready to go, and then you have to slow down and take a step back and be patient. Um, what else were some things maybe you learned in your freshman year, but also maybe too talk about confidence um, because I think confidence is something that's really interesting because you have to have confidence to be successful in my opinion. And it, it's gotta be, it's not a, an arrogance or a cockiness. It's more of like this uh, confident humility um, where you, sure. you know, you're confident in yourself and your abilities, but at the same time, you're not too arrogant to where people are like, I don't want to be around this guy. So right, right. what what was that like for you and, and how did you develop that over time? And I know it's obviously from preparation, but talk a little bit about that. Yeah, just for me, the confidence part just comes from, I think it comes from my work ethic. You know, I put hours in the gym in the weight room. So when it's game time, I'm ready. Like there's nothing that I haven't seen that I can't do. I practice this hours and hours in the gym. So like I'm confident in everything I do. Like every shot I think is going in. If I miss it, the next one's going in. So I, I think that confidence comes from your work ethic, you know, and that comes from within, within you and your confidence. And that's what I always pride myself on. Like, I'm going to be ready for the moment because I practice it hours and hours where everybody else is sleeping. I'm in the gym putting in that work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, that's great. Well, you have a, a good freshman season personally, right? Maybe not the best season that you guys would have wanted to have. And then mm -hmm. Coach Peterson gets let go. And then you guys have a new, new face. Uh, Coach Pearl comes in. What was that mm -hmm. like? Was it something where you guys were excited to have him? Or were you uncertain of what he was like? Uh, or or what was that like for you? Bruce came in and he really changed the culture. And just, you know, him coming from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, they were they were winners. Like he, that's what Bruce does is win. You know, wherever he goes and, you know, I thought about transferring, but then I, I kept thinking about, I had to sit out a year. And, you know, at that time, Louisville, Kentucky wanted me to come back now. I'm like, oh, now you want me. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> So I'm just like, I'm, I'm good on that. Uh, so I ended up staying and, you know, Bruce told me about, you know, his offense, showed me some film and it was perfect for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. man, I'm going to be shooting threes all game, all, you know, so it was just like, I have to stay. And, you know, Bruce changed our mentality because we were, like, we had talent, but we just, we just wasn't, we just weren't good, you know, and Bruce changed the way the style we played, we practiced and, he brought that winning mentality, and he changed our program around. I mean, we went from, I think we were 13 and 17 my freshman year, and then I think we won, like we won the SEC East. So it was it was a big turnaround. We were winning. People were coming to our games because freshman year nobody come to our games. Like you could hear people talking in the stands. You know, yeah. We were bad. <laughs> okay. And then you know, like my friends always laugh. Like I remember your freshman year, Chris. We could get tickets easy. I could get. 20 tickets, man, like, uh, coming to my games. After that, baby, it was so hard to get tickets, man. Like, it was it was sold out every game. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember watching, and, and you guys were always packed. He was painting up, too. I, there's a few times where Coach Pearl painted up uh, to, get, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get the students hyped up for the games. Um, yeah, so you have yeah. this new transition. One thing I do want to touch on is something that, you know, obviously you're going through um, some things right now where you're trying to figure out your future as well and where you're going to be. Um, and you talked about early on, you know, making the decision to go to Tennessee that freshman year. You talk about a, a coaching change and having to make a decision: do I do I stay or go? Maybe transfer. You know, one of the big things is there's not really a criteria for it, but everyone is different, and how we make decisions and evaluate what the next best decision is. 
And so like, it's easy to sit there and say, oh, I, I could stay or this could happen, but we don't know what the future holds. We have to make the best decision possible. And so how do you evaluate making decisions in certain, certain moments? Me, yeah, I pray, you know, I, I pray to God and be like, God, what is it you want me to do? You know, if I get an offer, like from the team overseas, I'll be like, God, is this it? And God always comes through. He'll give me a sign and let me know. So that's the first thing I do is pray and just, you know, talk to my agent and see what he says and you know, go from there and see. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, going back into Tennessee, you had uh, a great season your sophomore year, an even better season your your uh, junior year. Talk about that a little bit. Talk about the experiences that you remember that were a lot of fun. Yeah, junior year was, you know, special for me. Um, that was probably my best year of college basketball. Um, you know, I led the SEC in scoring. I was SEC player of the year. And, you know, our team, we went to the Sweet 16, almost a point away from going to the Elite Eight. So, you know, that still hurts, but yeah. you know, that, that season was special. You know, that after that sophomore year, um, I really, um, you know, stayed in Knoxville all summer and worked on my body, worked on my game, and, you know, it really paid off my junior year. You know, it was it was special. Um, team was great. We, we played together, and, you know, I, I thought we were going to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament for sure. You know, we came short against Ohio State, which, you know, was a great team, and yeah. – uh, but it, it was special, you know, for me individually, just, you know, I, I go from nobody want me to SEC player of the year. So that, that, that's always special for me individually, you know, you know, so it, it, it was great for me. Yeah. Great for you. Great collectively for your team. You guys had a great yeah. season. Um, it's all sure. coming together for you. You know, you guys, I think, uh, was it, was it Memphis you guys played Memphis versus Tennessee? I remember watching that game and that was a big game. Was it one versus two or something like that? Or pretty close. That was my senior. That was my senior. That was senior. Year. Okay. We're going we're to get to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But my, well, my junior year, we beat Memphis too, though. Okay. And was Texas your senior year or was it your uh, junior year? Junior year. Junior year. Okay. Yeah. So obviously year. you have a really good game against Texas, the shot that a lot of people mm -hmm. know of over Durant, uh, that kind of ice, ice the game there at the end. But, um, so you have this great season, great personally and great collectively, and then uh, you battle another another punch of adversity to you. Uh, you find out that you have a cancer battle. If you wouldn't mind, talk about that and what what's going through your head when that shows up and you find out that that you're gonna have to maybe go through something like that. Yeah, it was just so weird. It was so strange. I remember before the game. Was it before the no after the game? But we had just lost. I'm just like devastated down and my trainer says uh we need you we need to talk to, i need to talk to you downstairs in the lobby and i'm just like hmm, that's weird you know i can see his face you know when something's not right yeah and so i end up going downstairs and he's like uh, you felt a drug test i'm like what i feel a drug test i don't smoke you know <laughs> like i'm just like like i don't i don't understand so i go downstairs we meet with the ad and bruce is there and he's we're trying to figure out, like, did I take a substance? Did I, what did I do? Like, you know, like, did I, like, take something our strength coach gave us? Like, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm taking whatever he gives me, the whole team. That's what I'm taking, nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I'm trying to think, and like, this is weird, you know? So I'm kind of worried. So we get back to Knoxville, and we're going to take some tests and see what's going on. And then it comes back, finds out that it's either I have cancer or I'm pregnant. I'm just like, hopefully I'm not <laughs> pregnant. You know, <laughs> hopefully I'm not pregnant, but so I ended up, you know, I had cancer and, you know, it was just a shock, just 
you know, because you don't think like I'm on. I mean, I'm just SEC player of the year. I'm just like, you know, I'm on top. I'm like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling damn, we just lost, but like, you know, like I've had a great year. Like something to be proud of. And then that happens. I'm just like, you know, questioning God. Like, what is going on? Why? Mm-hmm. And you know, I go through my my treatments. We keep it a secret. I go through my 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 radiation treatments. Keep it a secret. And just try to figure out what's you know just what's next and you know this is going into my senior year so that summer going into my senior year, I lost like 20 pounds I could not you know I started working out again I could never get back to that same level I was at so mm-hmm. it was it was it was a difficult time for sure but you know again like God always comes through He took care of me and told me what was going to happen what was going on and so I, I was prepared for it you know well I wasn't prepared for it but he he made me be prepared for it. And, you know, I look back now and I realize like what he was doing, he's making, he's making me help other people, you know? So, cause like now, baby, I get called. I mean, I get text messages. I get messages on Instagram. There's just people asking me advice on the cancer I have, you know? And mm-hmm. I feel like, man, you know, at the time I, I thought it was all about me. Now it's all about, it's really all about other people and what you can do and help people and serve people, you know? And, and as I'm older, I've gotten to know that. And so it's, it's been it's been good. Like you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like what I went through was for the best. It's it helped people and encouraged people. So I'm 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 happy about it. Oh yeah, having that perspective in the moment because you just hit with that right after you guys you know lose a Sweet Sixteen game, get that figured out, and and uh, you know. But at the same time, what I'm thinking is it kind of goes back to kind of your point about you know confidence and having that preparation, right? Uh, you're able to to have. Uh, that trust in God because you've trusted in God throughout your life and you able to see how he has worked in your life too. Um, and not, not meaning that I don't, I don't want to make it sound like it was easy to trust, but at the same time you're able to do that because you've done it before as well. And then right. also your perspective to be able to help others like, and now talking about the, the things that you're able to connect with people and, and make it, make a positive influence in their life because you've gone through similar things and you can help guide them just as like you had guys in front of you kind of like helping, you know, show you a, a way in basketball. You can do that with a lot of people with this, this connection. So it, it's pretty incredible. And that's a great perspective to have. But at the same time, you know, you have to go through that. You lose 20 pounds, right? Is what you just said. And so uh, this is coming after, you know, your SEC player of the year, uh, all American. So you're going into your senior season. You guys are going to be one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country coming into the season. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a setback to you. Like, how did you work through that? You know, I know your work ethic, but um, what was that like preparing for the season, getting back in shape and being ready to go for the season? I mean, it was difficult because I lost so much weight. I had, uh, you know, I couldn't work out for a while. And, you know, my teammates were wondering, like, Ross Chris not working out and this and that. And, you know, we just used this excuse. I had a bad ankle because I had rolled my ankle that year and it was bad. So we used that as an excuse. But. You know, I couldn't, I just never got back to it. it was just too much, time, you know, short amount of time. And it wasn't, I was never, I was never the same player my senior year. And, you know, I struggled, like, especially the first half. And it, it, was, it was tough, you know, just people were wondering in the papers, like, what's wrong with Chris? What's going on? So it, it was difficult, but it was, like I said, it all worked out, you know, for the good, you know. And, but at the time, I didn't understand it. I was frustrated, you know, team was ranked number number three preseason and I'm thinking like man this is this is it we could do it with team everybody was coming back we got some new additions and 
it was it was difficult, but you know, like I said, it you know, I fought through it and, and I learned a lot that I learned a lot that year. Yeah. Well, you go and you guys have a really good season as well. Obviously, uh, that game we talked about playing Memphis, um, you know, it was two of the top teams in the country. Um, incredible season. Um, you know, as you transition out of, of that, or actually real quickly, let's go into, you know, when you have Coach Pearl come along, what what do you think makes him good as a coach? I think it's preparation. McMahon work, watches film. He studies it. And so, like, when we play an opponent, like, we know the plays, we know what they're going to do, we know, you know, like, we know everything about each player, what they like to do, what they don't like to do. So this preparation is one of the best I've been around. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So you guys have a good season. Uh, You wind up, you know, looking in to go to the NBA, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, every kid does, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. So you're training for that, getting ready for that. Uh, what was that experience like? I mean, it was fun. Um, you know, my agent at the time, already he told me, like, don't think, you know, you're not going to get drafted probably. And, you know, I kind of knew too. But, you know, you still got that hope a little bit. Like, you never yeah. know. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, I remember, you know, just thinking like, man, you know, that's, I mean, baby, that that's every kid's dream in your name call. You know, it didn't happen. But, you know, my agent talked to me about, he like he told me about European basketball, and you know I was, I was excited. You know I was scared, but excited at the same time. And you know at first I didn't want to go. Uh, I I kept missing my flight on purpose. Just like <laughs> I'm like maybe I need to do something else. Like, but eventually you know like I did. I prayed to God, and God was like, you need to get over there. And, you know, end up going to Turkey my first year out, and you know end up loving it. You know that's probably my favorite place now, Istanbul, Turkey. Okay. So I went to Turkey, um, had, you know, Turkey, Spain, Russia, France, Lithuania, South Korea, um, those six places I've played in, but, you know, all other countries I've played in for games. So I've had to get two passports because I've been so many places. So it's, you know, like I didn't make the NBA, but I've been blessed to see the world and play basketball. Yeah. And what many people don't always know is that going to Europe and playing in those, uh, those environments, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty darn good. I mean, it's packed. Yeah, it's, it's a great basketball atmosphere. Um, you know, and you kind of talked about missing your flight purposely to go over. It's like freshman year all over again. It's it's taking a, a step in, in something new, something uncertain, something different, right? right? Uh, one Thanks. of my favorite quotes is is definitely, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. Um, I feel like anytime sure. you press into something that's uncomfortable and you you work through it, typically, if you, if you do it right, it turns out well on the other side and you can look back and say, Thanks. that was so worth it. Absolutely, man. The uncertainty is scary, but it's like something you must do. You must conquer it. You know. Yeah. You have to. You must. You must. You have to go through it. You know, because everybody's comfortable. Like you know, you don't get. You don't grow, but when you're comfortable. Yeah, absolutely not. And and talk about your experiences over there. Are there any favorite ones, basketball wise, that you got to to do while you're you've been playing so far? Yeah, for sure, man. My favorites has to be you know, 2018. I was in France. We won the championship. Okay. Yeah, that was special. So you know, that was my my, my first chip, my first championship. So uh-huh. that was special. Like I, I'll never forget that moment. I, I remember like it was yesterday. You know, that just that feeling, that championship feeling, when the clock hit zero zero. You know, the celebration, and so that that was special. Yeah, absolutely. Well, diving into kind of like the things you do on a daily basis, do you have like a certain routine that you follow every day to kind of maximize your abilities? Yeah, you talking about right now? Yeah, right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Right now, I usually um, so it kind of switches. I got 
couple few different trainers I work with. I got two I work with for basketball, and I'll, I'll switch it up with Dame Daly. So one basketball trainer, we work at it like 6.30 in the morning, and then the other one is at like 3.30. So I usually I switch it up. One day I go to the 6.30 one, one day I go to 3.30, switch it up, just depending on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, every day I do, you know, weights. Every day I do like four, four or five days a week I do agility, conditioning, and strength stuff with a trainer I work with. Um, you know, for uh, I got a massage person that comes and massages me, takes care of my body because you know I'm 35, so I gotta, I'll be sore and hurting, <laughs> and won't be able to walk. So I work with her two or three times a week. Um, I go to physical therapy place and do some stuff for like hips and mobility, and you know, just I mean, it's 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 nonstop there daily. You know, it's yeah. it's nonstop. You know, this is the grind. So just trying to prepare myself and and be ready for that yeah. call. But you do that because you want to play to the best of your abilities at all yes, times, right? I want to play at a high level, yeah. And I don't want to be average. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, what a great, yeah, well, that's a great lesson right there. It's just, <laughs> just putting the time in because that's a lot of stuff every single day. Yeah. Um, talk about consistency. How, how, how important is consistency? It's definitely consistent. Um, just like you can't do the days you feel like it. There's days when I get up and I'm just like, I don't feel like doing this. But then I think about, you know, if I don't do it, don't be mad when I don't play good. Don't be mad when I'm losing. Don't be, you know, so it's like that. It's like that motivation to keep you going because, you know, like I look at it as if, like I've had a lot of bad games in my career and there's going to be some more bad games. And I understand that. But as long as I put the work in every day, baby, I can live with that. I gave it all I got. You know, like I, I think about the NBA, like that was my dream. It still is my dream, you know, but if I don't make the NBA, like, I've had a great career. Like, I put the work in. I can honestly say to myself, I gave it all I got. It just wasn't in God's plan for me, you know? So that's the way I look at everything. You know, whatever you do, like, be the best at what you do. You know, like, you know, eventually I want to be a college coach. Like, I'm going to study film. I'm going to watch. Like, I want to be the best that I can do. And, you know, not just sports. I think it comes in people's business, wherever you work. You know, being a dad, being a parent, you know, whatever it is. So. Like be the best you can do. Yeah, absolutely, because what you do now is applicable to everything that you that you do, right? It's not just this is what I do in basketball. I don't do anything else on this, this or this. Like you apply that same work ethic, the principles, uh, the things that you're doing every single day. They apply in business. They apply apply in your relationship with your wife, your kids, uh, everything like that. What you just talked about. So when you become a coach the same type of work ethic that you talked about just now is what you'll apply as a coach to be the best coach you can be and to really make a difference in the guys that you coach. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we talk about some things in basketball, basketball is a game where you're not always winning all the time. Uh, you might have some bad games. Uh, you might have some great games, but how do you deal with, you know, failure and how has that kind of, um, been something that you've been able to kind of keep pressing through? Failure is it's going to happen. I don't care what you do, whatever aspect, whatever job you're at, you're going to fail at some point. I think, especially in basketball, for me, at failure you have to you have to have a short memory because you're going to fail. Like it's going to happen at some point. You have to have a short memory and be like, oh, I didn't have it this game. I got to bounce back and be ready for the next. You know, you can't you can't dwell on it. If you dwell on it, that's just going to carry over. Like you just got to have that. It's over with. Like hey. Play bad, got snap back out of it. Be ready for the next game. Get some rest. Let's get back to practice. Let's tighten it up. Let's work on it. 
just you know you can't you can't dwell on it. you can't think about it Absolutely. short memory short memory having that mental toughness to just keep pressing yeah. through it um and that's something that i always think is really interesting and you talk about mental toughness like you know how do people develop mental toughness and uh you know maybe you have a good answer for that i just think it's like practice <laughs> you know you just gotta you know practice putting yourself in, in situations where you might fail and then just keep working through that well, well i mean any thoughts for you on mental toughness on what you've done besides what yeah, you man, just said like yeah because people are like you know basketball people talk trash they you know what i'm saying so it's oh, like yeah. you, you got to be ready for it and you know some of my friends think i'm crazy because i'd be like they'll be rebound from like talk bad to me cuss me out you know <laughs> like you know just tell me i ain't i don't want to cuss on everybody you know yeah <laughs> tell me i ain't shit tell me you know what i'm saying like whatever uh-huh. you know like they'd be like something's wrong with you who says that to talk to somebody i'm just like just being prepared for it all you know you never know what somebody's gonna say so yeah that's how i like i like to prepare like and sometimes i like starting it like i'll get it going like this is what i do you know just like get them going they be like oh we gotta start this again can you just like just shoot and don't talk yeah i'm like no i can't <laughs> i have to you know so that's that that's meant that's like helps me mentally and you know it gets me going mm-hmm. absolutely you know one thing i want to ask you too real quick is what does it mean in your opinion to be a good teammate Oh, just, I think lifting each other up, being there for one another, encouraging. Um, Like, no matter what's going on, like, that's my guy. You know, I don't care if he's playing bad. He has a turnover. Um, Like, he's my guy. You know, like, lifting each other up. Don't putting each other down all the time. Like, if there's something you need to say, like, negative, I wouldn't address it in front of the team, but put them to the side. Like, man, you could have done this. Like, you know, just make sure they know that. I got you back. Like I want my team is in. Like I'm with them 100. percent I don't care what's going on. Like mm-hmm. we down 30, I'm still fighting with you. Like you know what I'm saying. Like we we in this together. Like we've been through the we've been through it all. Like you know, practice is 6 a.m. So like I'm with you to the end. Yeah. Are you naturally? Like, positive? I want, Go ahead. What you say? I'll, like I want, I want you to know like that. Like if you need somebody to go to war with, I'm your guy. You know I want that. I want that. I want you to know that. Like you didn't even got a question that like. Oh yeah, I know Chris to go to war with me. Yeah, when it comes down to it. Yeah, are you naturally positive person? Yeah, I would say naturally positive for sure. Yeah, yeah, that definitely helps being a positive teammate, uh, being honest, truthful, but being positive too for sure. Um, you know, one thing too as we kind of wind down in life, uh, what are the things in that life, matter most to you? I think you've touched on a few, but um, okay, I would say God first, family, God first, family. Then with me, like now, as I've gotten older and realized serving, helping people, what can I do to help somebody? Like whatever it is, kids, adults, like what can I do to help somebody, bring somebody up, um, do something special with somebody? I think those three things. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any certain resources like books, podcasts, um, things that you do to learn from that you really recommend? Um, you know, what's funny. I'm actually trying to find a good book to read now. Oh, really? I've read have you, Tim Grover's book is good. Talks yeah. about Kobe and D Ray. Oh man, I was ready to run through my wall reading that. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. I'm trying to think. Uh, I haven't read any like motivational books lately. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I, I like watching Eric Thomas on YouTube on uh-huh. Instagram. Eric Thomas, like he he's got some good stuff that I like. I love listening to. Absolutely. Well, and and you going back to Tim Grover's book. You know, he obviously was uh, Michael Jordan's uh, trainer. Um, yeah. and work with Kobe too but you got to meet Kobe right you got to go to his camp uh, yeah, back yeah. in college yeah I got to meet Kobe yeah and you had talked about that was a guy you looked yeah. up to 
So it kind of sure. comes full, full circle, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, as we wind down, we've got a little fire round for you. So I can just uh, say a word. You can kind of finish it off in a word or sentence. So okay. resilience is. What'd you say? Resilience is. Resilience is uh, keep going no matter what. Awesome. Favorite place to travel to? Favorite place to travel to? Istanbul has been my favorite. Okay. I've heard that one before. So that's, I need to go out there. Uh, self-discipline is? Um, doing what others won't. Favorite basketball experience. And I know that's, that's a tough to pick one, I'm sure, but <laughs> just, I got to pick one. Uh, you can pick a couple. So, okay, let's go. Let's go. 2003 when I won the state tournament, me and my teammates won this high school state tournament. Sure. And probably 2018, we won the championship in France. And I senior year of college when we were number Number one versus number two, and we beat Memphis, and we were number one in the country. Those three. Those are all all three good ones. It all comes down to. It all comes down to who wants it more, me or you. you know yeah, yeah. It's I like it. Me. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we're done with the fire round, but the last two questions I always like to ask people is: um, Is there a certain piece of best advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received. Yeah, I say my mom and dad taught me a long time ago, keep God first in everything, and everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. That's great. Uh, Chris, this podcast is called Building Excellence. What does building excellence mean to you? Building excellence. Um, I think it's a lot. Discipline, work ethic, um, patience, trusting God, keep working, just keep grinding. Yeah, that's great. Well, Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for being a great example. You talked about service. Um, obviously you're a great basketball player, but you really care about other people and really helping them. And so whenever you do decide to get into coaching, you're going to be a fantastic coach because of those reasons. You know, there's lots of, uh, you know, great stories on, on your career and in your battle. You know, you've had some quotes that I, I wrote down before. It's uh, tough times um, don't last, but tough people do. And I really like that. I heard you say that. I know yeah. that's something that you've done. And, and also, we didn't get into it, but I heard you're a big Krispy Kreme fan. So I heard whenever the light's on, you got you to gotta go get a donut. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, if anyone yeah, – what? What? I try to stay away from it because I get, I get out of hand. I can eat a dozen if I want. Oh, yeah. You know, those are, like a, I try to stay away. Especially when the hot sign's on, so – well, if anyone was exactly. wanting to, to follow you or uh, reach out, you know, what's the best way to do that on social? I mean, I got um, C underscore Lofton at Instagram and C Lofton 606 at Yahoo.com on Twitter. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, anyway, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, best of luck. Appreciate it. Hey everyone, it's Bailey Miles. Thanks again so much for tuning in. We hope you found value in the show. And if you enjoyed it, we would really appreciate you sharing the show with a friend, subscribing on Apple or Spotify podcast, writing a quick review, or leaving a five-star rating. When you do that, it really helps get the message out and allows more people to hear these stories and help them build excellence in their life, leadership, and legacy. Now, if you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me via email. It's bailey at baileymiles.com. 
Follow us on social. We're on all the different social platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or check out our website at baileymiles.com. Once again, I'd love to hear from you, so definitely do that. And then thanks again for joining me on this journey. And remember, life begins at the end of your comfort zone.